0: and unless they found a tenant soon, they would probably have to reduce it even further. Lower Shandon Street still had its fair share of small businesses. There was Dennis Nolan's Butchers to the left of the property, with Drasheen and Pig's Bodices in the window, and Hennessy's News Agent to the right, and the Orison African Restaurant directly opposite. But there were plenty of boarded-up shopfronts further up the street, and even the ones that were still open were struggling. What about that premises on the Ballyhooley Road? asked Mr. Rooney, with a sniff. Is that still available? I'll be honest with you, Mr. Rooney, you wouldn't get anything like the same footfall as you would here on Shandon Street. And if it's kebabs and curry you're talking about, you wouldn't get the same ethnic clientele. Yeah, well, that's what they say about Shandon Street, isn't it? Just like a pint of Guinness black at the bottom, and black in the middle, and white at the top. Kieran didn't answer that Lisney's had given him strict training in political correctness, and in any case, the chub's security lock on the door was stiff, and he was having difficulty turning the key. He was still struggling with it when he heard a weird howling sound. it was quite high-pitched, like a woman or a child, or maybe it was only a cat, but whatever it was. It was coming from inside the building. Right, let's get on with it then, said Mr. Rooney, checking his wristwatch. I don't have any more time to waste. I'm supposed to be in Balancholic by twelve. But Kieran had his ear to the front door, and he was listening hard. Would you shush for a moment, he said, lifting one hand. Come here to me, asked Mr. Rooney crossly. I'm sorry. Would you shush for a moment, please? I think I can hear somebody. Come on, by, I'm a very busy man, and I'm running late already. No, no, listen. There it is again. It sounds like crying. Mr. Rooney tutted and rolled his eyes up into his head and walked back over to the front door. At the same time, a traveller has filled the old pickup truck piled with lengths of timber and old washing machines, came grinding up the street, with exhaust smoke billowing out of the tailpipe and cigarette smoke out of the windows. I can't hear nothing at all, said Mr. Rooney. It's your imagination playing tricks on you, by." As the pickup laboured its way up to Church Street, however, and the racket from its perforated silencer began to subside, another cry of pain or despair came from somewhere inside the building. The cry was so drawn out that it was almost operatic, and this time they both heard it. I thought you said the place was unoccupied, said Mr. Rooney, almost as if he were accusing Karen of a breach of contract. It's supposed to be like? The top two floors are rented out separate, but there's nobody in them at the moment, so far as I know. You don't know very much then, do you? I suppose we'll have to go in and see what's amiss. I'd better ring the office first, said Kieran,Oh Oh yeah, and what can they do? You'd be better off ringing the guards. Kieran hesitated for a few seconds, and then he turned the key in the lock again and opened the front door. The smell seemed even worse this time. It was so strong that at first Kieran thought that he could actually see it, like an orange fog but that was only the light that was filtering down into the hallway from a stained-glass window at the top of the first flight of stairs. It was so thick, the smell, that it made him choke. It filled up his nostrils and his throat and his lungs. It reminded him of the time a rat had died underneath the floorboards of his Auntie Kathleen's cottage in Clash, only a hundred times stronger. The hallway was narrow with embossed wallpaper which had been painted over in mustard-yellow gloss, and a floor covered in worn green lino. A doorway on the left led into the shop. It resisted at first, but Kieran pushed it hard with his shoulder and it shuddered open. Inside the shop was dark because of the slatted steel security shutters that covered its windows. Two glass-fronted food cabinets stood at right angles to each other, but their glass was dusty and they were both empty.